Hello, this is Stacy Gibson, and welcome to my podcast. Uh, to, I asked a few of you this week, uh, what would you do? I did a little promo asking, what would you do if you came upon a car wreck or in some kind of accident? And uh, would you stop? Would you keep driving? And, and I had a few responses here, and I've had a lot of people that I've talked to. And you know, the, the, the funny thing is that most everyone I spoke with, most everyone that commented, I mean, everyone says that we they would stop that they would do the right thing and that they would you know help someone that was in need and so uh and i asked that question what would you do and we want to take a look at that tonight but let's go to lord in prayer dear god we love you and we thank you for all that you do we thank you for your mercy and your grace and your compassion your kindness dear god we thank you for your forgiveness father which we all need each and every day, Father, dear Lord, just forgiveness from our, from our sins that we've com- uh, sinned against you and you alone. And I just ask that, dear God, that you and thank you for your son, Jesus, who died on the cross for our sins, Father, dear Lord. And I just pray right now that, that you'd open up the ears and the hearts and the minds of each and every one that may be listening, Father, dear Lord. I don't know what someone's going through tonight. I know there's a lot of people that are hurting, a lot of people in trouble, a lot of people searching for answers. And uh, dear God, I just pray that something I say and something I do in each and every one of my podcasts would lead them to you, would turn them to you, and give them the help that they need. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. What would you do uh, if I had a scripture title tonight, or or not a a scripture text tonight that I would use, it would be simply uh, one... One text uh, that we learned a long time ago, most of us in school, uh, in Sunday school, preschool, or even uh, uh, vacation Bible school, it was is simply uh, the most popular verse in the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. John 3.16. Everybody knows this verse, and if you don't know it, you do now. You've just heard it. It is explaining that whosoever is you. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, boy, girl, uh, Republican, Democrat. God loves you tonight, and God sent His Son to die on that cross for your sins. He sent His Son to save us from hell hell is a real place tonight I want to make that clear and Jesus died on that cross and he loves us and he's showing us God's love for this world now the question I have what would you do if you came upon an accident I guess I could start out tonight uh, with uh with some accidents that I've actually came upon, some uh, experiences that I've had. I remember one time in Woodbury, Georgia, traveling down the Cove Road, I came upon a, a woman who has been just been in an accident, and, and I don't know if she was slung out of the car or if she was just got out of the car and she was over there leaned up against a tree. If I'm not mistaken, she was pregnant. And the only thing she was doing is just breathing real heavy and I stopped concerned wanted to help and she kept saying my husband my husband and I and I kept telling her ma'am I don't see nobody but you 
But she kept saying that. And I do remember finally getting up and looking around and and to my surprise and to my shock, there was a body laying probably a hundred yards away. And it didn't look good at all. I hate to be graphic, but I will tell the truth. It looked like someone, kids, when we were young, when we threw up a G.I. Joe doll in the air and it landed any kind of way and it was all twisted and all kind of stuff. Well, I'm sorry. That's the way this body looked. That was a death. There was nothing I could do. It was too late for that person. But I could try my best to help that wife. I've had another experience where I was in a parking lot up in Atlanta at, at a freight liner when I used to load trucks a long time ago on third shift where a car pulled out and a, a car with, oh, excuse me, a truck, a transfer truck with a flatbed had pulled out of a trucking company and a car ran up under it. Horrible scene. Took ambulance and firefighters a long time to really, it, it, it took the jaws of life. I mean, it took things, uh, Saul's going to to really cut this person out to get them the way they were pinned in this car, the way this vehicle hit up under this car. Horrifying sight. It stuck with me a long time because, again, there's another death. There's another situation where I came up on where there's absolutely nothing I could do. I'm also reminded of at the airport, Hartsville. When I got a call that a man was down, a a customer at the time had uh, fallen on a jetway. And I went running down the concourse, got down there and started performing CPR. Someone come up right behind me and kind of tapped me out. They they started performing CPR. And we were waiting on the paramedics to get there. And I sit there and I watch this man as the life left his body. As he had color when I got there. But as the other person took over and started administering CPR right before the paramedics arrived, the color began to change in this man's face. As I knew, again, there's another death and there's nothing I could do about it. I asked you guys, what would you do? What would you do if you came up on a person in a car wreck how far would you go what about would you run into a burning building would you risk getting cut by pulling someone out of a car that the glass had been broken would you bust the glass and reach in and try to pull them out if the car was on fire would you risk an explosion 
What if a person was drowning? Would you at least send them or throw them some kind of life jacket or some saving device? Would you warn someone if the bridge was out? Would you stand there with flashing lights, flags waving, shouting, do not go this way, the bridge is out? How far would you go? I had some people that did, like I said, most everybody said, I'm going to give some quotes here. Tracy Long said, I'd stop and help. Said he, said he would hate to know that someone died because I was too selfish to stop. Connie Gibson said, she just simply said, I would stop. <laughs> Thank you for that, Connie. Stanley Washington said, stop, excuse me, Stanley Washington said, stop and help. It's how I was raised. It's a simple act of kindness. goes a long way. Sherry Jones. Boyd. Yes, I would definitely stop and help all I could and pray for them until medical attention arrived. It's the only right thing to do. We are all gifts from God and all God's children. Each of us has a purpose in this world and all lives matter. That's well, very well said. Donna Banks Foster said, I would definitely stop. I'd call 911 and stay there uh, and stay until uh, they, uh, someone arrived, help arrived. I, she, she stated that I couldn't walk up and help them myself. It would rip me apart to see someone with injuries and suffering, but I would let them know that help is on the way. Thank you for that honesty. Of course, she said she would dial nine, stop and call 911 and help with what she could do. And I like the the second reply here was, you know, I pray as well, of course, and thank you, Donna, for that, because sometimes that's all we can do is pray. There may be a situation you might be going through out there tonight. It might be something in your life that's that's bigger than what you can handle, as Donna explained here. Some, I mean, some of us we simply need to be honest with ourselves and know that we we can't do everything. Uh, some people faint at the sight of blood. Some people panic. But you know, we all can get on our knees and pray. We all, and sometimes, like I said, that is the only thing that we can do. I'm going to read some statistics now when we look at things because there's people dying every day. And I think one of the... It's, it's probably shocking if you, if you look at some numbers on, on, on what people are actually dying of. But, of course, we know people commit suicide all the time. Uh, suicides and death. And most of my research here, you know, a, a lot of times I think... Uh, uh, people or uh, statistics come out and, you know, you can't really get the latest. Uh, but this is suicide, excuse me, suicide statistics. In 2017, 2017, firearms were the most common method of death by suicide, accounting for a little more than over than half of all suicide deaths, 50.57%. 
Suffocation was 27.7%, poisoning was 13.9%, and others were 7.8%. In 2015, the most recent year that the data is available right now to me, approximately 575,000 people visited a hospital for injuries due to self-harm. Based on a 2017 national survey of drug use and mental health, is estimated that 0.6% of, of the adults aged 18 or older made at least one suicide attempt. This translates to approximately 1.4 million adults. Adult females reported a suicide attempt of 1.4 times as often as males. Further breakdown by gender and race are not available right now, but those are some pretty staggering numbers just on suicides alone. While we're on that subject, I will touch on that. Yes, there has been times in my life, but me personally, that I've tried to take my own life. I'm sad to say that, but that life can get that hard on people. Life can be that tough. You don't see a way out, and you think that suicide is the only way. And, hey, if you feel depressed, I've got a link that you can contact me on. I got My email address should be on this. Uh, contact me, message me, whatever it is. Do not, do not think this way. Do not go down that road. If you need help, call a suicide hotline. Do whatever you need to do. And my prayer has always been for suicide that if you would, if if someone would just a phone call, uh, something said on television or radio, something to reach them and let them know that there's hope for a better tomorrow, that suicide is not the answer. And those are staggering numbers. And I, and I, and I, I, I do sympathize with people that are even contemplating it right now. If you're out there, please contact me. Please contact someone. I guarantee you in every situation, you may think it's hopeless. You may think things are bleak, but I guarantee you there's someone out there that loves you and cares for you. And even if you can't find anyone on this planet, God loves you and God cares for you. And he doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to be a light for him. He wants you to have purpose in this life. And he doesn't want you to be committing suicide. Looking at some other causes of death. We had suicide. Let's look at some of the accidents. From the Ride Safe Georgia. Now, this is 2017. Again, statistics in 2017. We're going to break this down by month, and that's what they've done here. Just to give you an, ad- excuse me, an average here of, 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 of things, January alone, there was 125 fatalities, 117 fatal crashes, but and 17 drunk driving fatalities. February, there was 121 Fatalities, 111, 111 fatal crashes, 30 drunk driving fatalities. In March, it was 129, 
124, and 28 drunk driving fatalities. In April, it was 121, 112, and 23 drunk driving fatalities. In May, it was 143, 135, and 35 drunk driving fatalities. In June, it was 116, 109, and 19. July was 147, 133, and 33. In August, it was 124, 119, and 29. September, 138, 123, and 29. October, 135, 126, and 19. In November, 120, 115, and 15. December, 121, 116, and 21 drunk driving fatalities. Hey, with this, this is just in Georgia alone. In 2017, again, in the United States, there was 37,133 fatal crashes in the United States. That's, again, a lot of deaths. And what would I say about this is I'll tell you... Uh, Hey, first of all, don't drink and drive. Don't do that. Second of all, put your cell phones down. Get a uh, Bluetooth, some kind of form of of, of hands-free driving. We know that's the, the law here now in Georgia. And pay attention when you're out there. We have a lot of people that like to get right on someone's bumper and ride. We have a lot of people that are so much in a hurry to get somewhere that they, they really just don't care about the other drivers out there. And I know we're all in a hurry. We're all guilty of that sometimes, but that's a lot of people. When I look at this 37,133 in 2017 in the United States, fatalities on the highway, on the road, there's all those people there's nothing we can do about that now they're gone what would you do I've explained a couple incidences where I've came up on situations and there's been some more in my life I came up on a young man one time who had ran into the back of a school bus and it really you know he I stayed there with him. I grabbed a towel to, to help to stop the bleeding. You know, the, the very first thing that we need to do is to, is to, you know, try to get them to understand, ask them questions, you know, and find to keep them coherent, keep them, uh, you know, with you. Like, say, hey, ask who the President of the United States is. Ask, uh, you know, their age, you know, talk to them. To help stop the bleeding. Call, definitely, first of all, definitely call 911 and get, get uh, paramedics on the way. And I, you know, I've explained that, you know, that, that we would, most of us are loving and caring and, and love these comments. And, and I love this. And I say all this because there's people dying every day. There's people dying every day. And I'm asking you, what would you do? And I know right now that a lot of people would be willing to break that glass. 
We have a lot of heroes, a lot of people that would be willing to run into that burning building and sacrifice their own life to save the lives of others. There would be people that would run into that house fire. There would be people that would be jump into the river to risk their life of, you know, of, 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 uh, to, to save another one. They would throw them that saving device. Would you be willing to do whatever it takes to save someone from dying in this life? And now, let's look at this and if you would, how far would you go? The Bible teaches us that that you could gain this whole world and it wouldn't be nothing. But if you lose your soul, that'd be pretty bad. That'd be sad. I know right now that that there's people that are dying every day and there's nothing we can do about that, but there is something we can do about loved ones, friends, family, co-workers, strangers that you meet at Walmart. There is something that we can do about them. Well, Brother Stacy, what are you talking about? Well, we can educate them on some of the things I've, I've said tonight about, hey, you know, get help when you when help's needed. If you if you recognizing someone that that does have some kind of disorder or something going on with them, that there's pain in their face, they're hurting. Someone that does drink and drive. Someone that does, you know, play with their phone too much when they're driving. We can educate people and help help have a better world that, to live in. A safer world, if you will. But there's a life after this one. And if we'll go as far as running into a burning building, risk getting cut, pulling someone out of a car, or even if there was fire in the car, we would go over there and risk because, you know, and maybe we watch too many movies, but, you know, we see that fire and we think, oh, my gosh, we better get this person out of there before the car explodes, you know. And in the movies, it always works out just in time, you know. Boom, we got a person out. We saved their life. But we, we, most of us, you know, some of us, you know, would be willing to do that. If a person was drowning, we would throw them that saving device. We would warn someone if that bridge was out. Especially if we loved and care about them, right? Each and every one of us got loved ones, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, cousins, aunts, uncles. Like I said, co-workers. But even if it's a complete stranger, we know now what we know. Now, we know that that if something happens to them, they die. It's too late. We can't we can't warn them anymore on any of these things. And I'm gonna translate this and use this spiritually to let you know right now what would what, what what are you going to do now if you would do anything possible to save someone to keep from dying in a car wreck what would you do to keep them from dying and going to hell we i said would you 
How far would you go? Would you run into a burning building? Well, hell is going to be flames forever. Eternal separation from God. Eternal punishment. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Hell is a place that was meant for Satan and his angels. And why would a loving God send anyone there? Let me just tell you, a loving God does not want to send anyone there. God gave us all free will. And the bigger question is, why would anybody reject God's love? A better way of life. Because God offers eternal life. If you would run into a burning building, why wouldn't you just share the gospel with someone and tell them, hey, before it's too late, let's talk to people while they're still here. If you would risk getting cut by pulling someone out of a car with broken glass everywhere, or maybe, like I said, the car's on fire and it's, maybe it's going to explode any second. You know, the fuel line's cut. Boy, we better hurry. We're at the urgency we have to stop and help. And believe me, I am not coming against people that do that by any means. I'm just translating this into a spiritual realm of, of if we'll do all these things, to keep someone, to help someone, or to keep someone from dying perhaps, you know, getting them out, giving them the attention they need so they can uh, live to fight another day. But we won't even share a gospel track with them. We won't even share the love of Christ with them. If a person was drowning... Got drowning, excuse me. If a person was drowning, I like that because I was, would you at least throw them a saving device? Let me tell you what a saving device is. A saving device is just that. You can throw them a lifesaver, <laughs> right? A life jacket. But let me tell you what you can throw people right now is Jesus Christ. We can throw it out there just like that saving device that life jacket the time is now that we should warn people that hey we should have lights flashing in our hands we should have flags waving we should stand on the street shouting and let people know that the bridge is out do not go this way Do not go this way. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by Him. Jesus Christ is the door. Jesus Christ is our advocate. He's our Lamb of God. He's the resurrection and the life. He's the shepherd and the bishop of souls. He's the judge. He's the Lord of lords, the man of sorrows, the head of the church. He's the master. He's a faithful and true witness. He's the rock. He's our high priest. He's the door. He's the living water. He's the bread of life. He's the rose of Sharon. He's the Alpha, the Omega, 
the true vine, the Messiah. He's a teacher. He's the Holy One. He's the mediator, the beloved, the branch, the carpenter, the good shepherd. He's the light of the world. He's the image of the invisible God, the Word, the chief cornerstone, our Savior. He's the servant. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the Almighty, the everlasting Father, Shiloh, the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He's the great I Am. He's the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and the Prince of peace. He's the Bridegroom. He's the only begotten Son. He's the wonderful Counselor. He's Emmanuel, the Son of Man. He's the Dayspring, the Amen. He's the King of the Jews. He's the Prophet. He's the Redeemer. He's the Anchor. He's our Anchor. He's the bright morning star. That's Jesus Christ. What is He to you? We need to be sharing Him. We need to be telling folks about Him today, tomorrow, and the next day. We need to be warning people. We need to let them know before they get into this car accident, before they drown, before they commit suicide, before they go down the road and the bridge is out. You know, construction will have signs everywhere. Bridge out. They'll have flashing lights. They want to warn you of things. And I'm here to tell you now, it's time for Christians to rise up and warn others. We we don't need to be ashamed of the gospel. We don't need to uh, be afraid. Now is the time that we need to warn people of a place called hell. Warn people. Hey, uh, every is is there is this a time in our lives that I've ever seen that where where so many lies are being told, so much mudslinging back and forth. The uncertainty that we have. Uh, uh, there's you know the coronavirus is out going around. Uh, that's another thing that, that we can look at is uh, uh, the causes of death. And, and, and by the way, uh, since I brought that up, you'd be surprised at, at, at some of the things that that are number one in, in causing and the leading causes of death. Now, if we look at just an, in the 1900s alone, pneumonia and influenza actually was the number one cause of death. Tuberculosis was number two. Diarrhea of all things, number three. And then diseases of the heart. Heart attacks. Hmm. Then you got all accidents and cancer and, and the list goes down a little bit. So that's a, you, know, you think about that, it's, it's just some crazy things on the list that you wouldn't think. But there's people dying every day. Now, I asked, what would you do? After hearing this, let me tell you what God did. Let me tell you what God's already done. I've, I've already shared this uh, uh, big time today, I guess, but here we go again. God gave His Son. God gave His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. And let me tell you something. This was not an easy thing, and this was not something that, uh, that was pretty. This was horrible probably one of the most horrible deaths you can think about. 
the way that they plucked his beard, the way that they beat him with that cat of nine tails, stretching him over the post, the way they did, tying his hands and his feet together, and that's what cruci- that's what scourging was. In other words, you're laid across something with your body stretched. So that way when those when that cat of nine tails hit and was pulled, it took skin with it. And he was beaten so poorly, so um, so badly, that he couldn't be recognized. Couldn't be recognized. That's pretty bad beaten. They plucked his beard. They, they stuck a crown of thorns. They mocked him. He had to carry his cross all the way. Then he had to get help to carry it because he couldn't even carry it no more. He was that close to just exhaustion and death. In crucifixion, the way it is, is when it nailed your hands and feet to this, these, this wood and, and, and stick you up and, and to where you have to bend at the knees and then come up and grasp for air. It's very cruel, cruel death. But Jesus done that for you. He done it for me. So that's what God has done. Now I'm going to ask you again, what will you now do? Will you share this message tonight with others? Will you share the gospel with others? Whatever you're going through tonight, whatever you have in your life, Jesus is the answer. Hey, I'm Stacy Gibson. You can... uh, I'm going to do something. I'm going to give my email out tonight because I I feel compelled. I want people to get in touch with me. Uh, I am S. Gibson, S-G-I-B-S-O-N, 132 at Comcast.net. S. Gibson, 132 at Comcast.net. I want you to email me if you if you need a prayer if it's a prayer request. Hey, you can message me, uh, you know, fa- privately on Facebook. I'm on Facebook, Stacy Gibson. I'm uh, Instagram, Stacy Gibson forty six, and Twitter at Stacy Gibson six. And I if I do believe if you go on the if you're using the Anchor app, I do believe it has a link to YouTube there and my Facebook and all that. But and possibly I, I believe my email's there as well. And I'm giving that out tonight because hey, email me if you have a prayer request. I want to pray for you. I also want to uh, hear from you if you if you disagree, if you uh, if you just have a comment or question. I'd like to answer that question if you have a Bible question. Also would like to uh, say if you if you need answers, and I know right now that some people need answers like right now, especially someone that may be committing, uh, contemplating committing suicide. These people need immediate action and immediate help, you know, to, to, to take into action and, and, and to do something. Because I know in, in situations that I've been in before in my life that you, it's hopeless and you don't feel like there's no hope for any tomorrow. But I'm, I'm telling you now that Jesus 
can give you that hope. Jesus can change your life. It's a point in time in April 2002 when I fell down on my knees and I said, God, I'm going to do things your way. I didn't have nothing. I had nothing. I'd lost everything. And from April 2002 to here we are, 2020, God has blessed me so much. I could go on and on. We could start another podcast just on blessings of how God has touched and changed my life. And it's nothing, nothing that I've done except for surrender to Him. And it's all what He's done through me if I'll just simply surrender and let Him use me the way He wants to and, and be obedient and listen you know that's the problem. You know I think it's ironic that we're that I'm talking on a podcast because you ha- you're forced to listen. You can't really see my face, and 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 frankly that's probably a good thing, right? But you know one of the things that uh, I even shared with my son tonight is that you know what we we just don't listen to God like we should. That's why you'll you'll hear me say this: Hey, pray to God, but don't do all the talking. You know. Sometimes we need to stop talking and sometimes we need to listen to God. And, and one of the best ways to listen to God is, okay, wow, now, Brother Stacy, now how am I going to be able to listen to God? Well, let me tell you something. You've got to get in His Word. You've got to open up your Bibles. And you've got to ask God to show you, to train your spirit to, so you can listen to God and hear from Him. What would you do? And again, I say, what will you do now? Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, I do want to mention, uh, send a little promo out to Community Baptist Church. It's 601 Jenkinsburg Road, Griffin, Georgia. It is uh, The physical address is, is Jenkinsburg, Georgia. But we found out if you put Jenkinsburg in there, it'll take you past the church. But if you put Griffin, Georgia in there, 601 Jenkinsburg Road, Griffin, Georgia, it'll take you right to the church. We're a little small country church. We got a lot of love. But we believe in God's Word. We believe in prayer. We believe in the power of prayer. And uh, we'll have uh, Sunday school. I'm actually the adult Sunday school teacher. We'll have Sunday school at 10 o'clock every Sunday. Worship service at 11 o'clock. Sunday night service at 7 o'clock and Wednesday night. Excuse me. Sunday night service, 6 o'clock and Wednesday night service at 7 o'clock. Hey, come join us. We're just a small church, but we'd love to have you. Community Baptist Church. Hey, this is Stacy Gibson. God bless you all, and God bless America.